Hi, welcome to a Christmas special of the Pilgrims Podcast. Tom Kirk here with Alex Hine, Mark Global, and Chris Allen. Chris, word from our sponsors before we get going. Why become a number on the order form of an uninterested brand when you can join the Swaz family and become a valued partner? We've all been thinking that. <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, design it where it Swaz. <laughs> With apologies to Swaz, we're all in. It's we're, we're using a different format today. Everyone's in various locations. One's out for a walk. I'm in my son's bedroom, but luckily we are very, very Plymouthian because we're using a different format. Tom Kirk asked the question: "Was it Zoom? Was it <laughs> in a chat?" Which I've, I felt like I was at home. Oh, was it Zoom? Was it nice, nice home comforts this time of year? You can take the boy out of Plymouth and all that. Um. Running joke today. We're gonna to be. We're gonna keep this snappy for our friends who are having a quick dabble. Maybe twenty minutes to listen to the Pilgrims podcast or so over Christmas Eve, Christmas Day, or Boxing Day. So uh, we'll try and cover uh, as much of what's happened since the last part of the game, and then a little card of preview. Um, uh, gents, stateside. Don't know who wants to go first. Uh, initial thoughts on another pulsating day at home park. Three three. Alex. <laughs> a pulsating day it was something else wasn't it we knew it was going to be a unique game it was going to be one of those games that comes around only every so often because we just lost our manager and no one really quite knows what to make of it or what to expect and uh we did our usual thing of having moments of brilliance and moments of absolute dross being I fortunate think... enough to be in the stadium, does do, do you, and again, it's hard to know. We're gonna we're gonna only know by comparing notes. But do you think that tension, um, all the emotion that's bottled up in that week and then gets released in that ninety minutes? Are you feeling that in an armchair as well on the other side of the world? Do you think that is that does that transpose quite well? I know you want to be there, Chris, but I mean, I'm just trying oh, to think. Yeah, on a personal, kicking level, every yeah. ball and all that, kicking every ball, um, and. It was both typical Argyles, right? It was the two typical Argyles of my entire life. You know, big game, everyone's emotional, flags in the stadium, not really turning up. But it was the new typical Argyle in that there was a resilience of spirit and a well-earned point that, but for two or three inches at the end, could have been a win. So it was... It was it was the complete. It was like my last forty five years distilled into an afternoon. Mm, mm, it felt it felt like a continuing story. Goodness me, twelve matches at home park, league games this season, forty eight goals, an average of four. That's nuts. Um, Alex, am I um, am I mad in taking away from the game that, be it the positives and the negatives, that not a lot changing is a good thing from the sudden departure of our manager. In terms of the way we play the game, James, in the way that we ad- ad- attack and seem to terrify our opposition and can't defend. Yeah, it's interesting because we all had so much faith in Schumacher, and we we really saw him as a talented young manager, and he is. You know, not it's not pretend he's not. All of a sudden, he's gone. But for some reason, may- maybe this is just me trying to again find uh, find reasons why it's not such a bad thing that he left. But 
all of a sudden it was very stark. Everybody seemed to just stand up yesterday and go, oh, bloody hell, we're terrible at defending. And we have been all season. And because we've been this swashbuckling side who goes forward and scores more goals than we try and concede at the other end or try not to concede at the other end, um, I haven't heard a huge amount talked about it really, but yesterday it felt like without Schumacher there, we were all allowed to suddenly say it, that perhaps defensively the coaching and the organisation and the tactics at the back haven't been what they need to be in this division. I don't know if just that's just me, you know, saying that because I want to feel better about ourselves at the moment, or if that's an actual thing. Mm, my, my my point was kind of more that it, we feared through the week, what does him leaving mean for us? And we generally fear the art uh, that we've all feared what it means for us in what we'll lose rather what we might gain from a really exciting appointment. I've definitely felt that. So I took a positive from, Oh, you know, it's still us. Yeah. You know, defensively all over the shop, whether that's through error or being too open, um, that was, I took a lot of comfort from that, but I, you almost answered what was my next point was going to be Alex, which was, we've been saying all season, oh, he's got credit in the bank. Schumacher's got credit in the bank, or he's done something stupid. He's got credit in the bank. Well, I was near last week on this pod. He's got no credit in the bank. Now with me, he's got whatever the opposite of that is. So yeah, I'm, I'm all for calling out what's pretty, pretty unacceptable defense. If you look at it in isolation, the defending qualities verging on unacceptable for the level that we're at. Chris. And for the, and they only managed three. Uh, I don't know who it was yeah. earlier. They could have had a bundle more. Um, like the Bally Challenge was a bit of a match highlight, actually. In hindsight, that was that was a goal that that he prevented. Um, yeah, I mean, if you're coming back to the, your positives, if you're on a short list or want to be on a short list for that job, to your point, well, this lot they're scoring this many goals. If I can shore up the defence, this is a great job to have. And I know it isn't that simple. It really isn't. But anybody watching that remotely, I think we look quite... We're attractive because, Tom, I'm stealing your phrase from in our chat, but like it can't get any worse at the back, can it? Like If someone can come in and just work on that, they could literally just be like, like, like you guys, you can have the week off. Just keep doing what you're doing and rest. What are we getting wrong at the back? And I think we'll go up the table. Feels like it's exciting for a new manager. I don't know why. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like if you're a manager going into a bottom half club, you normally have to work out how to um, find... It's a phrase that I always hate comes up and they'll say, oh, we just need that little bit of quality, which is, not, which is nuts. You're normally talking about a team of quality players who just aren't unlocking their potential and scoring goals, which... You know, scoring goals is quite hard. Normally, you know, if you're right at the bottom, you've got to go and do both. You've got to work out how to score a goal and and shut up shop. It feels like, is this, again, what do I know? But is that the easier problem? Is it the easier problem to shut up shop rather than get a team who can't score goals to score goals? Feels like it might be. Hmm? Yeah, this, um, about the scoring goals, Tom. I mean, we have no problem scoring goals at home, but... We haven't been scoring goals away from home and not being able to keep a clean sheet. Okay, QPR was a, a valuable point, but let's let's get it right. We're not scoring goals away from home. We're not, you know, we're a bit uh, shot shy away from home. We seem to be uh, a team, you know, we're absolutely fine at home. Great home record, which is keeping us in a in a top position. Um, but you know, away from home, we're we're looking very vulnerable. And 
hopefully that changes at Cardiff on Boxing Day. Mm-hmm. When we when we've got our best defenders on the field, I'm fairly certain, apart from maybe one gap, I don't think we've got a full defensive unit of championship standard defenders that we can put out in our first 11 but I think we're not far away now with Galloway back in the form that he's shown we're not far off that so I don't think it's necessarily a personnel issue apart from in maybe one or two areas or we don't have the depth but when we've got our best defenders on it's not a personnel issue which then leads you to think well it must be a an organization thing or a positioning thing or a how we set up I think it's how we um set up when we're not in possession, uh, out of possession um, positioning seems to be a bit funny. We seem to get caught a lot. Think about a lot of our goals. We seem to get caught out of position or on the wrong side of a man or things like that. So I think it's, I do think we need to strengthen there. Of course, there's, we need to strengthen across in every department, really, if, if we were able to it'd be nice to, but I do think there's work that can be done without bringing anybody new in that could help that issue of conceding. Mm, mm. it does I, I i we're always told about you know well communicated by the club isn't a dig of them actually i think they manage expectations very well about where we are with our budget but you know other sides have come up with a lot less money and been able to do some real basic organizations and just you know the the, the our corners are comical aren't they really they're 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 almost a pastiche of themselves and how bad they are now um uh, tom just on that so i i, I have christmas guests one of whom is a Rochdale fan, actually closely associated with Rochdale. And, and like yesterday, it was like, but we did 15 hours of sport, by the way, like 7.30 in the morning till glorious 10 at night, you know, football, boxing, NFL, I've had worse days. Um, but I kind of deliberately just put it on, like didn't give the whole, this is what you're about to witness. Um Obviously, he was tracking his team on his phone. But at the end of it, he's a man of few words. was like, what do you think? I was like, yeah. You'll be all right. What's going on with corners? Was his <laughs> kind of basically summarised the first half of the season. In however yeah. many words that is, 10 words. It, it is. But to come back to your point, Tom, there is. I, I'm inclined to think, and I've heard many people say that scoring goals is the hardest thing in the game. Right? Otherwise... That's why strikers cost so much more than anywhere else yeah, on yeah, the pitch. Yeah. So I think st- statistically speaking, having to work on corners and conceding stupid goals is better than if we were in the position we're in with lots of nil-nils. Uh, yeah, and I've seen this club with its previous but one manager um, be in this situation where you appraise the season maybe partway or at the end of one and go, look, we need to completely re-recruit the defence. We've done that once and we did it very very well to be honest didn't we because we ended up finishing seventh and first those uh respective seasons albeit horses for courses this is a very different playing field uh financially um uh, what quick one two with chicago alex um morgan whitaker should not shoot so much from outside the box can i get a second opinion on that <laughs> oh, speaking, i'm gonna have to put that one away for a bit i was even saying it during the game i'm gonna have to put that one away for a bit I will I will concede that if he does not have a better option in that the two better options are currently on the injured list, um then I'll I'll let him do it. And it's also at that time at that point in the game as well, you know, where you just need to get shots on target. There's nothing more frustrating than when you're 
chasing a game towards the end and you're just kind of passing it sideways around on the halfway line. So I'll give him that. I still think if you looked at it, somebody who doesn't watch Argyle could look at the stats and possibly back up my argument, but I will concede for the time being that once again, he has come up with a very important goal and a very important goal that's more important than just the point that we gained. I think a very important goal that meant an awful lot to the club, given the week that we'd, we'd been through as well. So I'm happy to um, happy to take that one on the chin this week. I think look, the, I, I joke with you, mate, because I'm, I'm sort of half agreeing with you because um, the, the Stoke game, uh, the, the, the 2-1 where Randall gets the last goal, that I'm going shoot to Finn for about two minutes in, in the three or four times he takes possession. And it was the not shooting and carefully crafting a move, which ultimately resulted in a scramble of the box and got the goal. I mean, we don't know what we don't know. Do we? I mean, we don't know if Morgan doesn't shoot what happens or the times that he misses, whether we think about, oh God, he, he scored that goal from distance. That's great. 10 goals, by the way, halfway through a season. So he's on for 20, which is something short, not not much short of heroic. Um, I, I think you, you you might be onto something. My my point is, is if, once you've worked that out, if he gets to a point where he knows when to pass, uh, when he's not going to score or he gets more accurate, which is effectively what we're saying, isn't it? Cut out the ones where you don't, you know, you're not going to score. He's like a. Is he? He's not a ten million pound player at that point. Is he forty million? I mean, if you've so, if you've got that. So what? When you look at the stats, what they don't let you see is the context of. They will tell you how many shots he had, where he had them from, what the xG was, and all that kind of thing. There's a big difference between um, him having the ball in the let's just say the sixtieth minute, uh, moving towards goal with runners either side of him and space in front of him and deciding to take a shot that's one thing and then right at the end of the game when you're desperately trying to get something and the other team have got 10 men and they're throwing everybody behind the ball and there's no way through and there's no space to make a pass or there's that's a completely different thing and the stats don't tell you that so the shot he took yesterday which went in um i think he should have taken it and it's easy it's easy to say that when he scored the goal right but had it just rolled by the post kind of like his sarkas at the end you know i wasn't saying to freddie what are you doing shooting from there you know you haven't mm. scored a goal yet and you're of course we were all glad that he took the shot to try and get the win so you don't get the context when you just look at the numbers yeah that was great to yeah. see. Anyway. just from a personal point of view it's the you know i live in germany it's the euro millions jackpot this weekend and it's 98 million and I guarantee I will not win that jackpot if I don't buy a ticket. Thank mm. you. Mm. That's a good point. That's a good point. I'm going to bend this into a point that I found really interesting um, was um, obviously that Morgan's, that's 10 goals at the halfway point. If he gets 20 at this level, I know we're a very attacking side and we've had some sides at this level that play quite defensive football, but that's probably knocking on the door for pretty instant legend of status if he carries that on for the next six months and doesn't leave to, say, a cash-rich rival. Um, the change of manager, I heart back to it. So we've got the, te- the team who recruited our players, the, the backroom staff, we still have those. Yeah, I'm not saying that Shui wasn't involved in the recruitment process, but part of that team is, is still here. Um, the, the philosophy of attacking football, I'm not convinced that's... I, I think that's set by the club. It may have been somewhere between Simon and Neil Jusup and Ryan Lowe 
uh, upon uh, appointing them. But certainly when Schumacher took the job, the, the idea of to have an attacking philosophy is actually mandated by the club. Um, so when shoe is gone, the recruitment team that has made them identify economically um, viable purchases of good players that we've got prices well below their value, that that the core of that team is still here. The, the guys that win us matches when everything else isn't working. Yeah, you're Morgan Whitaker. If he doesn't shoot that, that's what that 10, 15 million pounds worth, Alex. And it's a concern of game when it's not going our way. And he did that again yesterday. The bits that I do think are the head coach's job are the drills on the training ground, the patterns of play. Yeah. But I would also put if it's not Shuey's job to sort the defending out and get us more threatening from corners, then that's definitely not the job of the staff who've been retained your jimmy dickinson's your neil duzip your ross goodwins i would argue so i've been really trying to contrive a load of positives out of yesterday of all um the good things about what we've kept and not the things that we may have lost um and actually if you start to tot it up i've actually come to the conclusion that i think we've been um perhaps through um just being fanboys basically, of, of a manager that got us points, tally of 101 points, which I'm not knocking. He clearly, his decision-making last year was helpful to that. Um, he he isn't solely responsible for the good things we've got going on at the club. Um, I don't, yeah, I don't think he's ever been solely responsible. We made that point earlier in the week. I also think it's brilliant seeing your, Tom, um, emotions play out. Because midweek, you were calling him Stephen. Like when my mum calls me Christopher. Right, because she's angry. Yeah. Um, you've slipped back into Shuey, which says something. Um, yeah, I mean, it's all I can do is repeat your question, really, in a, in a different way. But I think it is an opportunity if we get the right person in to build around the assets that we've got, rather than having the rug pulled out from underneath us and everything changes. Mm-hmm. And you, you said it earlier. I think yesterday showed that it was, it was a different version of a performance that we've seen many times this season. It wasn't like the wheels fell off. If we'd lost 3-0 yesterday and the, we weren't battling, because you know, two of those goals were from nothing more than relentless pressure. Right? They weren't particularly high-quality goals. They played for yeah. Joe and then Mr. Wayne making a nuisance of himself. Like The, the, the thread of Plymouth Argyle was visible yesterday. Mm. He did in that moment. One of those is average he... defending. Yeah, he did in that instance, didn't he? And he didn't in others. I felt yesterday was a, like a, a saturated caricature of our season in 90 minutes with tons of adrenaline. It was hard to breathe at times, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah, look, it's been a roller coaster week, hasn't it? But I'm feeling I'm feeling good about it. In terms of the job, guys, if the if the applicants have been paying attention, it's got to be, and I'll take the money aside, put the money to one side. What, what an opportunity this is. Championship football at a club where if you get it right, and you've read the room, you're probably not going to get the sack at any point that any other club would give you the sack. But you can also jump ship um, where an opportunity presents itself for you. What what a... And I'm not encouraging that. I'm not, that's going to... Not that we can do anything about it, but if you're... Even if you're a selfish applicant, you think, goodness me, I'm going to get a job here. My expectations are very reasonable. I'm almost certainly not going to give the sack as long as I do an acceptable job, acceptable amount of effort, I would probably say, and follow club sort of um uh, magna carta so that thing's pretty sewn up and pretty secure but i'm putting myself in the shop window for four or five times pay rises um 
and and that pathway has been set. What an opportunity! So I'm hoping just to wrap that up and try and short it off a bit that that gives us really really good quality candidates, maybe even ones that we might not have otherwise have afforded. Alex, I don't know what you think? Oh, I agree completely. Um, it's really exciting. We said this earlier on in, in in the week. It's really exciting looking at the names that are getting thrown around, regardless of how realistic they are compared to the names that were being thrown around last time we went external for a manager. It's a really positive situation the club find themselves in. If you want to have a positive outlook, I think a big job when they come in is going to have to be really focusing on our younger players and keeping that dressing room together. Cause we do have, we have built up such a, um, a great group of people as well as football players. And I don't know them personally, but from everybody who I have heard second or third hand has said this policy of recruiting um, fine young men as well as fine young footballers has paid off for us um, on a number of occasions. And that helps to build the atmosphere and spirit around the club. And I think somebody who can carry that on and work with the younger players, especially um, is going to be so, so important in the immediate short term. Um, So, but I think, you know, these sort of new, exciting, up-and-coming young managers, which is the hope type of manager that I hope we get, um, that's part of their job now when they understand that. I don't think these are these old football men who come in and throw teacups, that they're a yeah. dying breed. As much as I love to have them in the game, I love to have them in the game at other people's clubs. They yeah. are, Alex, but even if that happened, there's a certain logic to it. I don't think it will. I really don't think it will, but there is a weird logic that if somebody said, we've appointed the world's most miserable defensive coach i'd be like well, i can kind of see why i don't yeah. by the way I, I cannot see that happening but even that side of the coin has a potential upside um there's i think i think it will galvanize the team we debunked the new manager bounce a few weeks ago right so i don't think we'll get a new manager bounce but it is a clear clean set of eyes like there's a weird world in which Warrington is the player of the second half of the season because someone comes in and goes, hang on a minute, we've got this person that was heavily, you know, well-rated. I've seen him fresh and there's no baggage. We, you know, there's this weird, weird stuff can happen that can be positive with a new manager. They might sort of spot stuff that everybody else has been institutionally ignoring. Maybe, maybe. Or the quick word of Jordan Houghton, um, his best game in a Plymouth Argyle shirt for me is sensational. Um, how he didn't get sponsored by the match, I don't know. They must have been watching a different game. Um, just quickly to in, in one to make this um more bite-sized than usual and two to follow the t's and c's of our interim software provider and um, we'll be having a break in a minute um but uh anybody want to say anything about what um what they want to see about the boxing day trip to cardiff this will be the first time that all of us will talk about that and i'm gonna throw two words out there which i think were banned by the usual host archie but i'm gonna say free hit discuss complete free hit yeah, free I, hit. We could lose six 0 and just move on. Of the games we've got over the uh over this period, I think the Cardiff away seems to be the most challenging in that Southampton away, if we get anything there, it will be completely unexpected and a total bonus. This one's a bit of a tricky one. Sheffield Wednesday nearly did them yesterday, um, and somehow through an own goal and a goal against the run of play, Cardiff ended up running out. 2-1 winners but by all accounts Sheffield Wednesday were by far and away the better team which gives me a lot of hope because while they are an improving team Sheffield Wednesday definitely um, 
they're still down in the relegation spots. And I think we can go to Cardiff and we can really give them a good, good go. Um, Away at Cardiff, we'll have a great, we've had a few Boxing Day games at Cardiff in the past, if I remember. The atmosphere will be good. The Green Army will be doing their thing. And Cardiff, I think they might even underestimate us having known that we've lost our manager. And interestingly, one thing that Rooney said um, about Argyle is you don't know what to expect when a team loses a manager. And the Millwall manager said the same thing about Stoke, actually, when a new manager comes in. Your preparation counts for nothing because you've got absolutely no idea what they're going to do or how they're going to change things. So that might again play into our play to our benefit a bit. Who knows? Yep. Thank you for that, mate. Yeah. Summer. Go on, Mark. Uh, Birmingham. Birmingham had lost eight in a row before going to Cardiff and beating them. So you know, with that logic in mind, absolutely no reason why we can't go up there and gain. Our first away win of the season. What am I calling it? Was that a prediction, Mark? Sorry. Yeah, three-one. I guess well, from a corner. Yeah, he's very oh, lucky. Hang on, did I predict six-nil defeat? That that feels a bit miserable for me. I think I think you were. Um, uh, what's the word? I think you were speculating. But if oh, you want me to hold you to a six-nil defeat, I will. Well, my moron logic in the week wasn't bad. I said 2-2. Like, I was actually conservative on how bad both sides would be. I I think I think we might lose 2-0, but it's no big problem. See, I really don't know. This is the bit what what we learned is the home form um was an extrapolation of how we've been doing, albeit possibly that game plan was already um decided before the managerial change. Um anybody who predicts less than four goals a game for a future home game. It's uh, it's not very likely, is it? What's, what we... What's the word? Has anybody got intel on our strikers? Because that might make a big difference. Is anybody due back for Cardiff? Uh, well, the only intel I've got is uh, Bundu was around and about the stadium yesterday as Archie and I were leaving. Seemed to be mobile. Um, Ryan Hardy was helping the players with the warm-up uh, on the basis that there was a lack of people. <laughs> Real practical things come to the fore, actually, when you're actually in the stadium. It's like, it's it's not who's going to replace them. It's like, God, who's going to put the cones out at the weekend? It's really, really, <laughs> That's really a really good point. Yeah, really yeah, the, good the, point. The, the concussed striker is being first-team coach. Um, uh, I would expect to see them in some form or another. Um, I think we're going to have to, if I'm being honest. Um, I haven't done my research on how Cardiff are playing this year. And, um, and Tom, just to come back to that, I know it wasn't part of the prediction bit, but yesterday, no manager, second choice goalkeeper, no strikers. Like they are not small, insignificant mm. compared to other parts of the season where we might be nitpicking. To your point, yesterday we managed that with an injured striker warming the team up. I think that bodes well for the future as well, right? Yeah, look, Hazard would have wanted to do better with the third goal. Uh, I only, it didn't look it from the angle I was at, but they're on watch the reverse angle. It's right at him. I think he would have wanted to do better than that. But I'm okay. I'm, and the first, the, Cooper's, Cooper's coming out and catching the first. I'm sorry. May, Mark, I maybe, maybe. I think there's a wider issue at play. That's not the first time that's happened. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah, Cooper's got good catching stats, hasn't he? But I'm not going to go at him. I'm saying that with that, a, a goalkeeper and two strikers, to me, a 
the two most important positions other than the manager. And we didn't have any of those yesterday and we got a point. Yeah, I uh, bemoan our luck. I think some people saying it's not good enough. Look, we're Plymouth Argyle. Um, we've got X amount of money. Our first uh, choice goalkeeper's injured and our two first choice strikers. Like, that's who we've got. I mean, I wasn't massively horrified by the standard of those people in the pecking orders they are at a club of our budget. Yeah. Um, I'm a bit done with sort of berating people for what they've not got. I mean, that's not to say they've not got it. You know, Ben Wayne's not a championship striker, but there's just in those circumstances, there's no point. The, the alternative is a 19 year old striker who's barely kicked a ball at this level or a false nine at home, which doesn't sit well with me. Um, would you put it, sir? I, I mean, I would. I, I'd give him more than four minutes on Boxing Day, maybe 20. He looked electric. Such a such a reactionary, um, resulting type of statement to say if he scores, does he have to play? Um, <laughs> considering that there's millimetres in, if you think about um, the direction that he has to put on the ball from from where, not where it ends up, but wherever he kicks it, the diff, the, 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 the the fraction of which well, for he has me, to change it was, decision. To me, it was, it was like early season Bundu. It wasn't so much that. It was the pace of the turn and how quickly he got away from the two people that were on him. Like, I think he's got to be worth rolling the dice for a little bit with him, no matter what. Even if we are 6-0 down, get on and get some more experience. Like, he's not going to play without playing. Maybe if Bundu and Hardy on about, obviously Bundu and Hardy can contribute, then, you know, he's back to a, a clear sort of fourth choice and I wouldn't be surprised to see him not on the bench. I'd personally like to see Moose if he's fit because um, Moose is exciting. He's away from home. I think we've had joy out of people not really reading. I don't think Moose knows what he's going to do sometimes, which makes it yeah, very exactly. hard to defend against. Simply with that negative. Do you think he'll wear proper shin pads now, or do you think he'll just stick with matchboxes? Credit cards. Well, that's, a, that's a, another debate in itself, isn't it? The idea that you get a fraction, fractional sort of improvement on your speed versus the risk of being out for three weeks. Well, he's he's found out the hard way on that one, I guess. But then he's not alone. Um, does Grealish even wear shin pads? I'm not sure. Um, guys, we'll take a pause there, or uh, the recording will end abruptly, um, and we'll speak to everybody after the break. Welcome back to uh, part two, Pilgrim's podcast, sponsored by Swaz, www.swaz.co.uk. A um, couple of substitutions. Uh, Chris, Alex, and Mark are out, and uh, Archie is subbed in um, as guest rather than as host today. Are you right, mate? How are you? Um, yeah, yeah, good. For background, we made a bit of a day yesterday. We went to the game together. Uh, first time we've done that as a pair. Um, how was your day out, mate? Yeah, no, I love it. I love it. I love going back to Argyle. It's such an occasion. Um, you know, it feels like a pilgrimage. I mean, it quite literally is, no pun intended. Um, but yesterday was, yeah, we did make a bit more of a day with it. I've done that. You know, got the training, got the train out, done that routine so often. So it was nice to um, get there bright and early around 10 a.m. or so. Um, yeah, great. Huge day. It felt like a big day, didn't it? Chris said it on the pod mm. before, you know, if it was me, I'd be at the Brit, Brit at 8am. More about that later. We didn't quite do that, but um, yeah, I really, really enjoyed the day and I just love me Argyle. Second game in a row you've been in the stadium. What what have you learned from being in the ground that you hadn't appreciated watching from home? I, I appreciate that the, the, what's happened in between those two games is immeasurable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No subplot. I saw Stephen Schumacher's first game coming back home for Christmas two years ago. And I've seen his last, which uh, which is odd. I don't know what the chances of that happening, but um, there you go. What what have I noticed? Um, the atmosphere is good. I think I went last year. 
and it wasn't always great. You know, expectations are funny thing in it when um, you're looking to get promoted and you've got Cambridge United coming to town. It's not that glamorous. You know, they only bring three, four hundred. The atmosphere has been good at Rotherham and Birmingham. There's both those games. I mean, so eventful, both of them, incredibly eventful, just mad, absolute mad, mad, mad games. Um, atmosphere has been really good. Not always, once or twice as dips, but yeah, on the whole, I was, I was impressed. Jordan Howson, uh, yeah, he's my new favourite human being, I think. <laughs> he's in that He's in that role. He's incredible. Do you know that type of player, Archie, um, Jordan Henderson used to get this, I feel, as well, is it's not, mm. you don't appreciate the player until you're in the stadium seeing the strings they're pulling and the ground they're covering and, the, and, and you can hear the comms, like live, can't you? You can hear him. Yeah, yeah, and it's especially interesting because I've I've never ever sat in the Mayflower. I've always been in block eight, block nine, always. Um, a point being in the Mayflower, you're so much closer to it. It's fascinating, and you can hear them talking. You know, Randall, big talker yesterday. Edwards, obviously, and Houghton. But crucially, you you just you kind of appreciate that close control he has even more because you can really see it. It's right in front of you. It's fantastic. Um, but his ability to kind of just take in the ball. And progress it, progress the play, and make it all look so easy and simple is really, um, is really, really interesting to watch. And some players, Argyle players, don't don't necessarily have that skill set. Um, so yeah, I, I'm full full of respect and admiration for him. I always knew he was good, but you know, you and I were saying in the pub yesterday. I think if he'd left on a free in the summer, it would have it wouldn't have caused a lot of headlines. I think he said himself he's can't, I think I'm pretty sure I'm, I'm just going off the top of my head he said himself he's he's enjoying the championship more he feels it kind of suits his suits his uh skill set uh, uh, and yeah what what such what an a key, asset. such a key player for us now as well I mean like you said the, the the change from last year where I did wonder he didn't have a he didn't have a bad season last year he had a good season of course but I did wonder if he might have been one of the casualties from the step up but um yeah. I've seen games I've seen games this year mate flip where the the opposition work him out i think west brom first half i've gone on about it a lot about that being a missed opportunity second half completely changed when they put a man on him on houghton um mm. can be a you know that's a that's a weakness of how we set ourselves up that's not a dig at jordan that's just because we put him there as a single pivot on his own well it's funny you say that because he's uh, he said on this interview he's one of one or two months old now but he said with chris errington that he felt in League One, he'd be smothered a lot. There was a lot more pressing. And he felt in the championship, it was a lot more tactical. And people were possibly staying off, standing off you a bit, bit more respect, I think, was the term he used. Which is interesting, because I don't think any of us would have thought that. I think we just thought, you know, I think championships is big, intense, physical league. Um, and that's possibly that's possibly helped him a bit, mm. as he said. Uh, yeah, but yeah, he's, he's a big standout. Big standout, big standout for me. And um, I think, he, yeah. Another leader, and you know our ex-manager Schumacher would often say he's our coach. He's his kind of eyes and ears on the pitch, mm. um, and I saw that yesterday. Yeah, it's a fascinating take, isn't it? Because in fact, that Jordan gets more time on the ball. And if you would ask Barley the same thing, I'm sure he'd tell you the complete opposite. Um, mm. uh, the name that crept up there, Chris Errington. Let's chat about him. Yeah. Uh, I, I listened to the pod. I wasn't on the last one, but I had a listen, mm. and uh, his interview came out after um, moments uh, after moments after yeah. Chris has been on the pod. Yeah. Um, what 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 did you make of it? Because it looked like propaganda to me. Yeah. Well, first of all, I think Chris would admit himself he had a bit of a 
possibly not a mere stroke of bad luck with Ryan Lowe, right? Mm. So he had to do this. There was no, he had to do something this time around regarding an interview with the old manager. Uh, interview's a strong word. I'm not sure, it, like you said, it wasn't it wasn't pressing. Um, you know, and I'm, this is not a criticism of Chris. I've had friends talk to us about you know the Derek pod, saying you probably should have pressed him here and there. So I'm not going to sit here and tell Chris how to do his job. Um, however, some of it just didn't add up to me. I don't believe for a minute that Shuey was presented with the idea of Monday. You know, that's just not Shuey. Schumacher was presented. Oh, that's, that's nonsense. You know, mm. well, interviewed, interviewed, and then was offered the job all in the space of a few hours. I mean, I've got nothing to base that on, but it feels, it feels like Tosh. Um, so yeah, that's and it's all a sour taste. And then, but what is interesting that the club didn't allow him to come back in. And there was rumours of uh, his assistant Mark Hughes not being allowed in the building, and that's all kind of gathering weight now, isn't it? And it builds this picture of a really sour departure, really mm-hmm. sour. And he, I mean, he's what did he say in the interview? You know, I appreciate they didn't want me to see the players, and I understand nonsense. You've been barred. Well, he's essentially been barred from the building. That's that's no. It's, it's a no... big move, isn't it? It's a big yeah. move to do that. I mean, he phrased. He, I think he phrased it as, "I didn't see them on the Monday, so I wanted to come in on the Tuesday and say goodbye to them." But I don't believe that Andrews Parkinson's going to bar him for fun, um, yeah. uh, or just to be um, to rule with an iron fist or to make a statement. I don't think so. There's clearly more to it than that. Um, and yeah, I saw the holes as well, you know, sort of, you know, why would you be shut out and, and him saying that, you know, he thought it reasonable and everything all happening on that Monday night. Yeah, I just don't, I don't buy it. Club have obviously made a decision to not allow a goodbye, which I, you know, I'm reading a subtext that I don't know, but I'm reading that, that considering what happened with Ryan Lowe, I'm, su- I'm not surprised they didn't. I just think there's a reason for it. Archie, exactly. I don't know what that is. Yeah, yeah. Then, uh, unlike, um, his old boss um, and, and his mate Schumacher's managed to get some words into uh, Chris Arrington to get printed. So he's managed to present one side and let's be honest, oh, I haven't said their side yet. And um, yeah, I'm not buying it. Um, yes, I accept the man has the right to accept a better paid job somewhere. And I reserve the right to be disappointed at his timing. Um, and the fact he's happy to go to a direct competitor and work against our interests. Um, yes, more money. If it, if I'd been presented with that conundrum, don't know what I've done, but I, I wasn't. And my role in here as a fan of Plymouth Argyle Football Club, um, hmm. I don't like what he did and I don't like what I've read. I, I think he wanted to thank me. I don't feel particularly thanked. No, I mean, his, legacy's, his, his legacy is ruined, unfortunately. Um, and like you said, they they probably he should him leaving Plymouth Argyle should have been done in a respectful manner from both sides, you know, with an ideally with a nice video on Argyle TV or something. Possibly I'm romanticising, but I'd like to think we could have done that. And him saying goodbye to the fans, it's just none of that's unfortunate. It's really really sad. I think it's really mm-hmm. sad that it's ended in this way. Uh, the one of our greatest ever managers last season, incredible the amount of individual moments we've had with this guy, and it's ended in this way. Because of the way he's handled it, I think. Um, but hey, it's that's Ooh. how it is. I, I'm, I'm, yeah. There's a feeling of sadness slash. Don't really care anymore. Mm-hmm. We, <laughs> it's got, I, yeah. I won't repeat the first half where actually it was interesting. We reflected on 
um, potentially we've overestimated how much he contributed. And I don't mean that negatively. I'm just thinking that generally we're, we're all, I think as fan base, we're quite aware that we've got a, a good structure at the football club. But even I sometimes, I, I think I over-underestimate how much the, the actual head coach is putting into it, albeit it's not ideal. Um, yeah, should, yeah. we've had it kind of. For a reason. We employ it for a reason, and you obviously want that number of bodies yeah. on the bench. So, um, uh, Well, I think we've had it almost like tattooed into our minds being football fans, you know, with Alex Ferguson being the, you know, the, <laughs> the master of a club and that every manager should be like this, and without him, you're lost. Um, that kind of style of management. But you know, to quote our great chairman, Simon Hallett, what did he say? You know, this club needs to run. If I'm hit by a bus tomorrow, this club needs to still be okay. In fairness to him, I think he was more talking from a financial aspect, but the point is valid. It can't be hanging on one individual, you know, and that's really crucial. And I think we'll see that hopefully Mm. with the new manager. And I think we saw it yesterday. We saw it yesterday against Birmingham. You know, the show went on. It was a bit of a horror start. It was a horror start. It could have been more than two. But uh, the show must go on and it will. No. Before we go on about the game, I want to take you back to the point you made about the atmosphere observation. It's interesting you mm. said that. Before, I would say the Sunderland game, people get, get critical about how stale it was. And I don't mean the sort of the, the people who always make that point, um, you know, the 10% of opinion that I don't care for. But I mean, I generally I thought it was getting a bit quiet, even though the games were really... Mm. Really good. Um, and I felt in that Sunderland game, when we were struggling, the, the crowd decided to up their game. I don't know whether that's because enough people in the ground had become self-aware or heard the feedback on it, but I felt it's changed from that game, that game, the Stoke game. Rotherham game, I wasn't at, but I'll take your word for it, Archie, and yesterday, uh, all the beer, mm. I think yesterday was probably going to be a good, good atmosphere anyway, for obvious reasons. Mm. Um, yeah, that's really improved. Uh, I, I wouldn't say it's affected... Um, fortunes on the pitch it's helpful well sorry that's not fair i don't know what impact it's had on fortunes on the pitch obviously we've still got defensive issues and we still attack the way that we do but whether it's helped us marginally along the way we'll never know but obviously it's a better experience than day out uh when the atmosphere mm. is like that um an interesting one we went to the brit beforehand i'm gonna go yeah. real left field with with content on this because we normally discuss do do things it. loosely around the team um mm. We we saw a few Birmingham fans trying to sort of join us in the Brit as well. Um, I always seem to recall seeing that pe- uh, away fans saying, oh, it was a good away day. Now, that's maybe because it's a long journey and they're with their mates and they're on the cans. So mm-hmm. I can't speak for that. But when we get there, I think I read we're near the bottom of the league if you ranked all the clubs by number of essentially boozers or places mm-hmm. to drink mm-hmm. on a match day. Um I'm going to put it out there because we just happened to be a conversation while we're in there that the um, the pre-match um, facilities, not now, listen to dig at the club, more the city and the surrounding area, and whether it's by design or not, are, are quite poor. Is that is that fair? I mean, and Archie, you tend to go to more away games because of where mm. you've lived previously. Yeah, um, yeah, it's not great. I'll be honest. Um, I'll also caveat with that that with. Um, my knowledge of Plymouth is not good. <laughs> I love the club and I've been a lifelong supporter. I know the journey from Plymouth Station to Home Park, like the back of my hand, albeit it's not exactly a labyrinth, is it? But um, And the Barbican, but my wider knowledge of you know, Plymouth's food and drink scene is not great. So that's a small disclaimer. The My impressions were not good. The pub, the pub was rammed. It took an hour to get our drinks, which is a shame. Um, 
a few issues with staff. It, you know, it wasn't. I wasn't left bowled over, to be honest. Um, it's it's a funny location, Argyle, isn't it? In some, it's unique and fairly accessible. You know, in the, in the park near the station, there's not a lot around. And yeah, I, I don't, <laughs> I don't think I'd go back. Let's just say that. It's interesting, isn't it? Because again, we're we're at a point now, and I mean, this this extends to the parking and the transport facilities and everything. It's just we're, we're selling out every week. And we weren't, and there was a pandemic mm-hmm. in the middle. Um, it doesn't feel up to it. Um, I don't really want to uh, make it about one particular venue, but I would say it from a visiting fans' point of view. Mate, obviously, if you live in the city, you've got your routine. You're obviously yeah. very happy with it. But uh, the fact of making it a good away day is quite important. The atmosphere. I thought the Birmingham fans were quite poor. Um, yeah, I thought the Stoke fans were quite poor. Um, and like we put that on them, but then I'm kind of thinking, well, and there's two ways to look at this is one is what are we doing to make it? I think it's important for Plymouth and Plymouth Argyle to be a good experience for the away fans, not necessarily for the team, but, um, you know, I don't like this idea that it's a horrible place to go. I want them to look forward for it, you know, um, mm. to extend their fortunes on the pitch, but I think that's helpful. And obviously then there's the financial element from the club. I feel if the club could really grasp that opportunity of there being no real sort of food and drink consumption. Um, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it very near, um, you know, we've got to up our revenues somehow. I don't want to make it accounting lesson. I'm conscious that we slip into that. No, no, but it's, it's interesting. Like living in Germany, they do it so well. I know it's such a boring comment to say on a football podcast. They do it so well in Germany. It's one of the big cliches, isn't it? But they do. They have almost like a perimeter around the stadium of food outlets and drink outlets, which are kind of official, mm. um, you know, club outlets. And people are there hours before. Albeit in Germany, you've got the crucial rule that you can drink within sight of the pitch. Yeah. Um, so that I appreciate I can't, I can't break the law uh, in order to sell beer and make money. Uh, but yeah, look, it certainly does feel like a uh, opening there. And I got, in fairness to them, have, I think, looked to fill that hole with that thing, the fan zone, whatever it's called, outside the Mayflower, which was packed. Mm. Uh, hey, we went to, what's it called? The uh, Tavern. Green, the Green after. GTs, yeah. Hey, and that, as a lifelong Argyle fan and, a, you know, self-confessed argyle nerd that was awesome <laughs> just to look at this this incredible array of memorabilia um it was like yes yeah, like your dream argyle pub looking out onto home park um i think i think i actually drew when you're back in you know back in primary school you were asked to draw your ideal bedroom window the view from it it was a bit like that um it, it, it was great and you know looking at the ball from pele which he'd signed and i think the, the football boot from that game as well there's just all sorts of newspaper cuttings yeah, I like that. That was that was Christmas come early for me. That was fantastic. I'd uh, happily go back there and take a more a deep dive and look at it. Yeah, I, I feel there's always uh, I, I there's always a place for paraphernalia. I mean, again, the, the 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 forum with which one wants to eat and drink and for the club to make money out of that perhaps differs like uh, differs slightly from how one should uh, present their heritage. But um, yeah, look, that was um, th- that's interesting that a, a fan owned. Um, uh, or fan run sort of establishment um, beats the local boozer comfortably if uh, mm. for, for my penny's worth. Um, On to the game, mate. Um, I, I said in part one, deja vu, I took encouragement from it because it kind of reaffirms my hope that uh, the manager's role is more diluted than I thought. Um, but that meant the continuation of our sort of horror shows at the back. And I felt it was a bit of a caricature of that yesterday, the three goals. Yeah, yeah. It's under normal circumstances. Uh, I'd, pro- I'd be probably going going mad about yesterday. There's so much to be negative about, and the three goals. 
all of them are, pr- are horrendous, really. Um, and uh, it's, <laughs> yeah, I don't, we were running out of, it's a joke, isn't it? We're running out of ways to describe each week, but it's Christmas Eve. We're nearly halfway through the season. It's, it can't go on. Um, it's just mad. It's, yeah. I mean, the second one, the, se- the second one, there's about three phases, wasn't there? Of moments, yeah. three th- phases of play. We think you need to get it cleared yeah. now. Yeah. Intervene now, intervene now. And then, um, Birmingham bloke is free at the back plo- post and, um, can you even afford to rally it in off the bar? Yeah. Do you know the concern I've got? As well, the concern I've got. Two weeks in a row, you've been at both games. How many minutes of a man advantage? Nearly 90, or not quite, mm. but nearly 90 minutes of, of a man advantage? We don't look any more assured defensively with a man advantage, no. Um, no. which is concerning. Yeah, um, I lightning striking yeah. twice there. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. I don't. I could easily, you know, can wheel out the, you know, the old cliche. It's hard to play against ten men. Apparently, it is. It was difficult for QPR. It was difficult for, for us against Rotherham, and same again yesterday. Three games in a row, we've seen it. So there's a weak case study there. I yeah, I, I don't. Forces know. the opponents was... to play that style that we saw Millwall play, which we don't like the low block and the counter attack. Obviously, yeah. we're not we're not we're not getting. We've won those games, and obviously, we've I would say we've made the man advantage count eventually, but not to the extent that I would like. And and you know, here's me. I've, I've got to if I'm gonna if I'm gonna make that point, I've got to praise the display at QPR, which I will because I thought that was really good. So mm-hmm. um, we can obviously we can obviously do it. The fact that we can't do both things at the same time, and we're resigned to the fact that being a trade off. But an extreme trade-off, isn't it? That's not me going, I'm upset because we haven't unlocked the secret to be a top six club, which essentially you do if, you, if you're if you scoring loads of goals and you're keeping clean sheets. I'm sure we'd get there pretty quickly. But it mm. just seems such a hard trade-off for one or the other, doesn't it? Against QPR, we really had to sort of park the bus, which was yeah. good to see. And, you know, we, we even with the man, we can't throw a man forward without really uh, addressing the, the, un, the soft underbelly at, at the back. Um, and you think oh, man advantage, but there's that beginning of the third goal where like three people press one player and get done. Yeah, um, it's more Morgan Whitaker gets pulled in, and he doesn't quite he doesn't stay with his man. He gives his man a bit too much space, and then you got Morgan, and then Galloway's miles up the pitch, isn't he? And then, um, but then it's Galloway and Halton which gets sucked into that, and the Birmingham player does ever so well to spin them, and then before you know it, you got a three on three or four on four, whatever, and. Uh, is it yeah. by design? I, I, don't, I don't think it's by design. I wonder if it's trust. And I pointed out to you during the game, and I wonder if other people see that uh, Joe Edwards and Julio Pleguezuelo seem to have this as well, where they're, they're not as good defensively. They're nice players, but they're not as good defensively as Gibson and Galloway for my money. Um, mm-hmm. That's not me writing them off, but obviously then that leaves us exposed down that side. They seem to jump on each other's ground constantly, and, and sometimes two, two of them are in the wrong place rather than two of them in the right place. Um, and mm. I saw that in the second goal. I just, is that a trust thing? Because I don't believe it's deliberate um, patterns of play or shape. I just one, one, one doesn't trust the other, and then gambles into their space. Um, and yeah. it just seems to be failing more than succeeding. Um, yeah. So, so yeah. Sorry, you semi-corrected me. It wasn't Morgan. It, uh, Mumba, Galloway, and Houghton. Just watching it back yeah. now. Yeah, it's really poor. They were getting poor all over the place and leaving, you know, gaps which you could run a London bus trust down. Issue? Trust issue? Uh, <laughs> hey, I'm out of answers. I don't know. Um, 
I, I want, I, I'm the cynic in me, or, or I guess my personal. I'm tempted to stay away from trust and work ethic. I can't believe it's that, but may, I don't have the answer, so maybe I have to accept it is. It's mm. the corners are, are, are laughable. The defense is laughable. Um, you know, in the big, our big kind of uh, season review thus far with Aaron Kuja, we came to the conclusion that we don't have time or money to focus on those things. I can't quite believe that. You know, they're a championship club. I don't believe we don't have time or the means to focus on these football fundamentals. And possibly we need to look at Schumacher for that, to be honest, because it's laughable. Uh, We seem to we seem to be at the top or bottom of table. You know, we're in the middle of the league, aren't we, or lower middle? But we always seem to be our 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 attackers seem to top charts, and our um, you know our worst xG conceded from open play. I think Um, I don't know where we rank in terms of corners, but I know the goals we've scored from, which is next to none. Shout out for Pleggy though for at least having a go yesterday for the first time in a long time. yeah, there's work to do there. I'm not digging at the current interim team. I'm 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 pleased that they managed to. I took more heart, Archie, from the fact it was a, it was um, the status quo was preserved rather than losing mm. ground on our qualities. I didn't expect them to come up with any of the answers in three days. Completely understaffed, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah like I said, and I, I appreciate I said I could name a load of negatives, and I won't. But then I did. <laughs> um, I'm I was just thinking that. I was just thinking about that yeah. with Joe Edwards, like jumping on Pleggy. I'm grateful Joe tried to do Ben Wayne's job for him because obviously I don't. There's, yeah. there's two key points yesterday, isn't there? The positives: two nil down and three one down. That could really go either way, couldn't it? When you've really got to go for broke, um, yeah. low on confidence, annoyed, and they came back from that twice to 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 to, to be those deficits behind, and that was some of our better play, I think, immediately after those two goals. Yeah, and you know Neil Jusnip was very honest, wasn't he, in his post-match interview, saying it was a really lonely place at two 0 down, and we are probably all thinking, "Oh my word!" At that point, like this is almost pizza cup vibes to this, if not well, worse. Uh, so I think we need a lot. I need a lot of credit for coming back from two key moments in the game. Uh, huge, huge character. Uh, I think at the start of the season we we were commenting as uh, do we have leaders throughout the team, and I think that answer's been, or I think that question's been answered rather emphatically. You know, Joe Edwards, who was poor against Rotherham, let's have it right, really poor, was outstanding, really, possibly not. You know, football possibly not a football performance that would get a ten out of ten, but he scored a goal, he led by example, and he captained a team. In a, re- in a really difficult set of circumstances, and you've got Houghton. We've mentioned I saw Randall coming on, very vocal. I'm seeing these. I'm seeing these players develop into huge assets for the club. Joe Edwards is always that. In fairness to him, but Houghton and Randall, I'm thinking specifically, and that was really reassuring to see. You know, at two 0 down, Joe Edwards yeah. is leading by example. At three one down, our goal come back again, and hopefully, I, I really hope it's a massive shot of confidence for them because having your manager. You know, essentially, you know, do the dirty and walk out when you is not a shot of confidence, is it? He's essentially saying, I don't think you're good enough. I think you probably get relegated and I don't want that in my CV. That's how I'd probably re- re- read it if I was a player. Um, yeah, so you know what I mean? And they've, they've they've shut him up. You know, he's gone and got a nil-nil against um, Millwall. Wow. Yeah, with a half-empty stadium. Noted. Yeah. Um, 
<laughs> uh, just a quick word for Finn and Zaja today. He probably didn't do well enough to get into some of the man of the match conversations, but he's certainly in the upper percentile of our performers. Whilst not having his best game, we put everything through him, don't we? We do. We do. He's after he's the calm. Morning. After the Rotherham game, I was amazed by him. I've, I think I said I've never seen a performance like it at home park. I'll stand by that. His ability, his technical ability is quite incredible. And again, we're talking about that ability to... Ret- and progress it into really dangerous areas. Uh, yeah, yeah, yesterday was, wasn't his finest hour, possibly. It wasn't bad by... Don't get me wrong, probably seven out of ten we're looking at, but everything good came through him. I'm a bit worried about January. I can feel like a Morgan 2.0 coming along, but I've got nothing to base that on other than pure cynicism. Uh, yeah, I, and again, I, I, people will look at the Schumacher thing. Is I'm not even worried about that. I mean, even if Schumacher was there, if anybody's been paying attention. Um, oh, exactly. What is he? His contract runs out in the summer. He's one of the EFL's hottest prospects. He's proven. In the championship, he's gone up. He's what was it? League two with Newport, League one with us, six months with us in the championship. And I've not seen anyone do a job on him. Do you know what I mean? I mean, where he's mm. where he's fallen, it's it's a couple of he's made some soft choices that haven't worked out, or it's just not c- quite come off for him. I've not seen anybody do a job on him. Maybe uh, early days Southampton did in that second half when he was low on legs. It's the only game I can really think of. But the Birmingham is standing off him. And do you know what the bit actually? I'll, I, I'm where I'll wrap up on this mate is where i'm where i come away a bit disappointed and chris allen will turn to me and say you've got to enjoy this tom you know we're doing really well and i I am honest it's it's i'm not sure it's great for my heart but you know credible value for money um Mm. we were better than them yeah we were better than them we were better than rotherham we were better than stoke Okay, when I and, and I can see that because I've been to Sunderland and, and Sunderland were better than us and we did well on that day. That's brilliant work to go and get three points out of that game. But those three games, I don't think I swapped many of our players for theirs. Yeah, yeah Birmingham had some pretty threatening attackers, but we played football yeah, no, and we're I'm, better than them. I'm and, and, that. No. Yeah, Zaz has got them retreating. So that's the bit. It's not. It's not that I'm. It's not that I'm unhappy with it. I just I really. I'm really not sure I could stomach this team not getting them just desserts for the qualities that mm. they have and the joy it's, that they bring me. It, what worries me is how hard we have to work for a goal. Mm. The amount of gold and opportunities we're passing up. And ooh, look, I appreciate yesterday we got three goals, unfortunately, because of our defence. We need more than that to get a win. And we probably should have got more. You know, obviously, our two main strikers are out. Appreciate that, but we do, we have to work so hard to get a goal and dominate play for such sustained periods of time, and then we gift them goals like that, and it's, that doesn't feel sustainable to me. Although we're not in the relegation places, we're what seven points above it. So <laughs> if we continue like this, we're going to be all right. That's it. I mean, you, I, I've I think I've said that on the pod a bit before about how hard we have to work for a goal, dominate a game, and then and then gift it. That's just how we seem to be set up at the moment. I'm a, I, mm. I think that's a little bit inherent of who we want to be. And yeah, like it could be a lot worse. Obviously, we've got the, one of the lowest budgets, and we're nowhere near. We're nowhere near the wor- three worst teams in this division. Whether I whether whether we'll get um, in the top twenty one of twenty four points tallies is another matter. 
because uh, mm. I'm not sure that transpose. But we're we're a really good team, and some really good work's been done. And yes, the managers walked away from it with a lack of confidence, but um, you know, whatever. I don't need to worry about. Yeah, that. mate. Ryan Lowe did the same. He said he, he thought he'd hit a ceiling with us, uh, which is often lost actually amongst the other nonsense he spouted post leaving us but that was one of the bits that always stood with me so you thought you'd hit the ceiling with us and i get the impression schumacher thinks the same and we're going to need to prove him wrong like we prove low wrong and i think we'll do it hey one thing i want to pick up on before we go the entertainment factor that our girls provide now at home it's incredible and as a consistent (laughs) as well as a product as a product of entertainment you were talking about taking your boys you know you're almost guaranteed to give them a good time it's Mm -hmm. And I'm going there. We're watching good football, albeit it's flawed at times. And there's rooms, there's areas to improve. But we've got such a young team where we're young in the ch- championship. It's I've never seen anything like it. It's fantastic. I thought, what have I seen? But six goals yesterday, at five the week before. It's like it's it's fantastic. Like someone needs to give Sky a nudge. Say like, this is where you need your cameras at home park every other Saturday because you're guaranteed goals or as close to, as to that as you can be. It's great, and I feel genuine, really, really privileged to be an Argyle fan right now. You know, go back and the stadium looks better. Being the Mayflower, that's obviously the most modern part of the ground. It's uh, yeah, we've obviously we've got our problems. We've at, we've hit out of capacity. That clearly the ground needs work. I appreciate that, but I walked away thinking, "Crikey, this is uh, imagine being looking at this ten years ago. You wouldn't have believed it." You wouldn't have believed it. Well, seeing seeing the likes of Mumbo, Whitaker, Azaz, crikey, the quality. I was watching them warm up, thinking this is incredible just to see this level of quality at home park. Mate, I'm happy with this. I really am. If we have this for the next 10 years, I'm happy. I appreciate you. There's a honeymoon period. And, you know, we're always looking to the next next trophy and the next, you know, goal. But let's appreciate what we have and uh, be all a bit more like Chris Allen. Don't tell me that. (laughs) I think he may hear. Yeah, I'm with you, Matt. I mean, just where we were four years ago, even five, four, five years yeah. ago. Yeah. And and you're right. The entertainment product is that you know Simon's um, said he'd do it and delivered really, and and it's and it's transparent and it's and that good that good feel factor has seeped all the way from the the day that strategy. I think we're probably at the are we at the five year anniversary now? Must be pretty close to it. Um, boy, that's been delivered. Obviously, the the the, the sustainable the definition of sustainable's kind of moved since that plan was started but yeah. in terms of um value for money uh job done um yeah i've got nothing but gratitude for turning our football club into what it is now unbelievable yeah. product and i'm i'm not surprised you can't get a ticket and you can't get a seat in the house um because yeah. it's great nice. um yeah. and let's, let's let's hope it's backed up with um, more wins and losses um quick hey. uh, quick thought on cardiff any anything to throw a prediction in there maybe just before we shoot yeah i was just about to say Whoever gets that manager's job, lucky, lucky person. Uh, what a job! What a job! And in, interested to see. I would be interested to know how many of those candidates were watching yesterday, thinking as you know, rubbing their hands together. Albeit a lot to improve on, but what a base to build from. Sorry, Cardiff. Yeah, so I'll be going to Cardiff away. I'm halfway through my um, Argyle extravaganza. Cardiff and Watford away. So yeah, Cardiff. I mean, it'd be ironic if we get our first away win of the season without Schumacher. First away game without him. Um, what can I say? I need to win at some point. I think our away record, on, uh, uh, sorry, our Boxing Day record is actually really, really good. Our away at Cardiff as well. A couple of big wins away at Cardiff for whatever, for whatever yeah. that's worth. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Surprisingly not that far away. Only two hours away from Devon. I didn't know that. So it's actually quite doable. Yeah, I, 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 I love it. I can't wait. Something about an away day, which I really like. And yeah, the camaraderie, the atmosphere is always that bit better. Go on, uh, stick your neck out. Going for a win? You know what? I am. I would, I would, I would love it if we win um, Great from, a cor- from a corner <laughs> and keep a clean sheet. And... Um, yeah, hopefully someone in Stoke takes note. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would, I would. And uh, yeah, what a Christmas present that'd be, belated Christmas present. Archie, I hope you enjoy it. Um, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll wrap up. Um, you know, I started it all. Um, thank you for everybody listening to this uh, Christmas special Pilgrims podcast. And uh, we'll see you uh, soon over Christmas and into the new year for the second half of what's been a really, really good season. Thanks for listening.